0: On this episode of the podcast, all guests will appear via the Herring Ford Hotline. Herring Ford, located right here in Picayune, Mississippi. The guest list includes Michael King, head football coach for the Green County Wildcats, Hayden Sowers, assistant coach for the Pearl River Wildcats men's basketball team, Chris Oney, the head coach for the Pearl River Wildcats men's basketball team, and Jay Ladner, head men's basketball coach for the University of Southern Mississippi.
1: Welcome into tonight's episode and a little bit different here tonight Jeff as we're uh, at Marvin R. White Coliseum on the campus of Pearl River Community College getting to enjoy a little basketball in front of us as we record this evening uh, Pearl River Community College and Holmes scrimmaging uh, and so you'll hear the Squeak of sneakers and the basketball and the horn and everything else kind of in the background. It's a cool setting as these two teams uh, wrapping up practice, getting, regu- getting reg- ready for the regular season. And a cool scene here, Jeff. Thank you, as always, for getting us set up and even getting us set up in a different circumstance tonight.
0: Yep, it's the uh, same format, just uh, our regular old traditional podcast. We're just uh, in a live nature, so to speak. Uh, here on the campus of, like you mentioned, Pearl River Community College. And uh, I walked in, and uh, me and you talked a little bit about this off the air, but I walked in thinking they were going to have an inter-squad scrimmage, and it ended up being another uh, school here as they're scrimmaging. So, uh, uh, cool atmosphere, cool scene. Hopefully we're going to have some, uh, some cool guests to go along with this episode.
1: Yep, we'll be able to get, uh, we hope, Coach Oni for Pearl River Community College uh, on and be able to discuss that. Uh, with him, his upcoming season, and uh, Coach Sowers as well, uh, the his assistant on what it's like to work for Coach Ony, which should be quite interesting as well later in this episode. But for now, Jeff, let's do as we normally do, and this will be a little bit extended roundtable than what we've been doing, uh, but we'll get right into the Ramey's uh, roundtable. Ramey's the official supermarket of the Popperville Hornets right across from Stone's Throw, really, from where we are tonight, across from Pearl River Community College here in Popperville, and let's start with Picune and Pearl River Central, a county uh, rivalry and a district ball game that's pretty big uh, for the Blue Devils, and really, when you look at where the Maroon Tide have run themselves out, they're ranked number one, if you use the max prep ranking in the state, and undefeated and in play, and so a big ball game this week with PRC and Picayune.
0: Yep, it's gonna, it's always a big ball game, no matter what the records are between these two schools, uh, separated by about 10 miles. So, uh, but it's more, it's a bigger ball game, so to speak, for the Perver Central Blue Devils. They have to win at least two of the last three uh, to kind of keep them playoff uh, hopes alive, so to speak, uh, within the district to maybe make that four seed, possibly that three seed, depends on what happens between them and East Central uh, later in the year. So, always a big matchup, and it's normally the last game of the season, Clay, but this year it's the third to the last game of the season. So, uh, not you know, but it's still going to be as hyped as ever, and you can't say enough about picking. We had this the, uh, the unfortunate uh, night on a Friday to see them with our own two eyes as they uh, face Poppleville up here in Poppleville and just big youngins right there. If they stay healthy, this uh, Coach dodd led program uh, can can go a long ways in the playoffs if not playing in the Rock for the state championship.
1: Yep, and you mentioned it, Dodd, uh, making his announcement that it would be his final year before this year, so trying to send him out on – I will say, a perfect note, right. trying to maybe go undefeated in his final season and capture that 5A state title. When you look at 5A, that region four, you've got Picuna as we've mentioned, they're 4-0 oh in region. You've got Wayne County, a 4-0 oh record. And then you have Pearl River Central, 2-2, two two. Pascagoula, 2-2, two two. East Central, 2-2, Goshen, 1-3, Hattiesburg, 1-3, and, and Long Beach, 0-4. Oh not a good loss last week That's for right. Pearl River Central to lose, as we just mentioned, to the 1-3 and three Hattiesburg Tigers. So... I- Pro Central, you think they've got three ball games left. They need to win two of those.
0: And they hold a tie break so-called over Pascagoula, too, if it comes down, because they beat Pascagoula just a few weeks ago. So, as I mentioned, two of the three they've got to take in and win to possibly get maybe the three or the four seed in that playoffs.
1: Yep, so now let's turn our attention to 4A play into Region 7, and that's the team that we follow each and every Friday night. Popperville Hornets. Jeff, if people wanted to listen to them, Popperville Hornets, and me, you, and Jason Baker call those ball games, how would they go about doing that?
0: Yeah, super easy on your uh, Apple phone or your Android device. Go to your respective uh, store, the App Store, uh, Apple Store for the uh, Apple or the uh, Google Play or the Android uh, Store for any Android phone. Uh, find the app, Mix L-R, MixLR, M I X L R. It's a free app. Download the app. You can go on there. Create a profile if you want. You don't have to, but go on there and search uh, Talking Ball Y'all, all lowercase, all one word, and it takes you straight to our page. You'll see a Hornet logo there, and as soon as you get to the page, it'll start playing live as soon as we go live on Friday nights.
1: Yep, so go find us there and uh, tune in. As This Friday night we've got what should be an absolute barn burner. Uh, Popperville welcomes Green County to town, and Green County 5 and 3, Overall record, but most importantly, they're three and O in region play. Popperville, four and four overall, three and O in region play, and so this should be a absolute beauty of a ball game, and it's for the district title.
0: Yep, it's uh, it should be a, a tremendous atmosphere, and I don't want to jinx it, but looked at the forecast earlier this week, and it shows rain for Friday, so we'll have to see if that plays any uh, any uh, you know thing going on, just like it has. Uh, in a couple of weeks past, so, um, you know, but it should be a great ball game. Green County, a team that we've, you know, been to Green County last year, watched them play right there in uh, Mississippi, so they're going to come in hungry. They're, what they're wanting to do is knock off the Goliath, so to speak, and that is Poppleville in this district. I think this is, what is this, the fifth or the fourth straight uh, district championship that Coach Beach is going for uh, there for Poppleville, so, uh, he's got aspirations of sealing this up right now and getting a first game home playoff uh, game at home there at the Hornets' Nest. So, uh, a lot to play for tonight. Uh, I mean, uh, fr- Friday night with both these teams 3 0 in the district.
1: Absolutely. They've won four in a row. Jeff, I gave you the wrong hand signal. It's going I, I thought it was going five, for five, but that's which is, fine. Uh, an absolute mouthful hey, four in high five school who? football. <laughs> Man, yeah, we would say who's counting, but we absolutely are. And so uh will be interesting a uh, ball game coach king who does such a good job over there with green county we hope to have him later in this podcast we hope to be able to uh tape an interview with him in about 30 minutes here and so it will be interesting to kind of pick his brain about what it is to face the Popperville hornets and kind of his journey to get to the head coaching spot there at green county and what he's been able to accomplish cuz they've been really right. good in this region over the last 2 Or three years and and so that's kind of a look around local high school football in the world of sports Jeff just an awesome time to be a sports fan the World Series uh, gets started tonight you've got the Nationals of all people playing um, in the World Series against the Astros should be a phenomenal series and then um, NBA NBA basketball tips off tonight the Pelicans uh Get started. Kind of anticlimactic, if you will, with the Pelicans getting started with Zion, the news of a knee surgery for him.
0: Yep. Uh, a little, uh, they call them like oil changes, so to speak, kind of clean it out, repairs. Uh, he's out in eight to 10 weeks. And in them eight to ten weeks, I think I heard a stat on ESPN radio driving up here that they have like eight or ten nationally televised games in that span, and they got them games played because of that number one overall draft pick in Zion. So, um, season ticket Hornet fans, or just I mean, uh, Pelican fans, or just just fans in general that that you know maybe not get to go to all the games. The bubble got burst a little, but. It's going to be blowing back up for another bubble as soon as he comes. I think they're going to put him on a special diet, they said, try to uh, keep the weight down a little bit and keep him in shape as he's rehabbing that knee to come back.
1: Yeah, maybe on a liquid diet different than yourself there, Jeff. I doubt that the liquid (laughs) diet they'll have him on as Zion trying to rehab uh, that knee. It will be interesting to see kind of how they hold uh, water with him out and what that uh, roster looks like. Uh, playing without Zion as they've uh, certainly built around him in the future there will be interesting. I'll be tuned in to see how they look and until probably around Christmas when we see what they're really going to look like. And, Jeff, just as we're talking about New Orleans sports, what about the Saints and what uh, Teddy Bridgewater, that defense has been able to piece together while Drew Brees was out? Just right. a phenomenal run, really, that they went on without Drew.
0: Yeah, they, they have. And, you know, Bridgewater, and I'm going to throw in Taysom Hill there, is doing just enough uh, to keep that offense scoring. But, man, what a job that defense is doing. Everybody talks about New England's defense, about being number one in the NFL. We seen it last night when they played the Jets. 33 to nothing uh, was, the, was the score of that game. But the New Orleans Saints defense has really put the weight on their shoulders. And a little uh, – people I know, New Orleans Saints fans have already – uh, heard this, but Drew is supposed to be back at practice some this week throwing. They play the Arizona Cardinals this week, and then they have that much-needed bye week. So I look for Drew probably after the bye week, set him out this week, have the you know the traditional bye off week, and then him be back in three weeks.
1: Yeah, I'm an- interested to see exactly who gets to start uh, against the Cardinals. as Drew? Uh, certainly, we knew that he would be impatient. He's been that, and as rehab and uh, he may press back and try to get that start against Arizona, but I kind of side with you. They played so well without him. Why rush him back maybe uh, still this week and that bye week? I kind of like the way you're thinking there. And how cool is this, Jeff, to be um, recording a podcast, as we've said, with Pearl River Community College and Holmes kind of going back and forth in front of us as this is a pretty controlled scrimmage here. The referees are out. Of course, they're – Uh, keeping score the home team up 24 to 19 in case uh, you're wondering in front of us and this Pearl River Community College basketball team a lot to be excited about we look forward to getting a visit uh, with coach Oni here in a little bit Um, and we've got a pretty good lineup of interviews uh, lined up after this Ramey's round table and so we hope that we've gotten you up to date and we hope that you enjoy uh, the interviews to come on this episode.
2: Your family's health is
3: our mission. At Highland Community Hospital, and in partnership with Forest Health Systems, we're adding new services and personnel every day. Please welcome Kimberly Carver, FNPC, to the Highland Pediatric and Primary Care Rural Health Clinic. She's another addition to our expanding family of service providers. Please call 601-358-9765 to schedule an appointment. Highland Community Hospital, the best choice for your family.
1: Whether you're hungry for seafood, po'boys, or salads, go see Kelly's Po'boys located in Picayune and proudly serving Pearl River County for nearly 20 years. It's a little bit of New Orleans right here in Picayune. We're happy tonight to be joined by head coach of the Greene County Wildcats, Michael King. And Coach King, thank you for taking time for the podcast tonight.
3: Absolutely, my pleasure. It uh, sounds like it's going to be a fun time.
1: Coach, when, um, if you would, our our listeners in Popperville and, and local to Popperville will be f- kind of familiar with you and what you've been able to accomplish there at Greene County. Uh, but maybe our listeners uh, to the northern end of the state, would you just kind of give us a piece of your journey and how you've um, gotten to be the head coach there at Greene County and let us know a little bit of your background there. Absolutely.
3: You know, I'm a, a 2004 Bellhaven. Uh, university graduate and uh, learned a lot about the passing game and uh, air aid spread offense type stuff there and uh, always looked for an opportunity to kind of implement that at the high school level. But uh, I got my start uh, several years ago with Coach Ainsworth at the high school level in Greene County and really learned the run game from him and some uh, triple option type stuff. So that was really what I cut my teeth on was uh, Revere and things like that with uh, Coach Ainsworth and worked for him for about nine years. Uh, and last five of those nine years, I was his play caller and offensive coordinator, and uh, he, he finally gave me enough. Uh, he kind of uh, allowed me to branch out there a little bit, start doing some things. Uh, I guess I earned his trust, so to speak, and we started uh, spreading the ball out and doing some things a little bit different from uh, what he had been used to and uh, had some success doing it, you know, played for a state championship in 2012 and came up short to a really good Knoxville team. Uh, came back with him for one more year there in 2013 and then uh had an opportunity to come home and be the offensive coordinator at george county high school that's where i graduated school from and where i uh you know i currently still live in in loosdale and uh and so i thought that'd be a good opportunity to uh come there to a 5a school and they turned 6a shortly after that so uh called plays there for about three years and uh had a quarterback in the Raymond's Spivory a few years ago that, that led every passing category that you could think of uh, throwing the ball around. So cool thing about, it, I think, what we've done is been able to uh, score points by running the football effectively. But if the opportunity presents itself and you've got the type kid that can do it, to be able to spread it out and throw the ball around a lot. So after my uh, third year at George County, uh, you know, Coach Ainsworth retired, and, uh, and I was kind of contacted by administration and they were curious to whether or not i'd be interested in coming back as the head coach there at green county and i was like you know 100 percent absolutely because i knew the potential there to be uh really competitive and 4A. a i knew the type of kids we have there the really uh hard-nosed hard-working blue-collar type kids much like popperville so that t- that same type of kid and uh and some athletes in the mix too with some uh big strong offensive lineman type kids so I jumped at the opportunity, and, and thankfully, you know, we were able to win 20 games the last two years, and uh, get to the second round of the playoffs both years. Uh, looking to try to maybe get out of the second round this year, hopefully, but we'll we'll see what happens. So, I guess in a in a nutshell, that's kind of my journey back to uh, to where I'm at right now. So. <laughs>
1: well it's been it's been neat to see what you've been able to do uh, in our time covering popperville uh the the offense and the way that you use your tools has certainly stood out to us so we were uh, glad to get you on the podcast and uh in- introduce listeners that uh, may not be. Uh, feel familiar with you and what your program's done. You stated it right there. It's won 20 games in the uh, last two years. Y'all are on a five-game winning streak coming in uh, to the Popperville game. And this week, uh, Coach, a big ball game, Popperville 3-0 in district play. Y'all are 3-0. And uh, this is um, quite a, a little rivalry, not geographically. I mean, it's kind of a spread out there. But um, talent-wise and uh, level of play-wise, this is pretty good matchup in, inside of this district each and every year
3: absolutely you know uh hats off to those guys i don't think they've lost the district game uh in like three something like three years i think Purvis was the last team to beat them a few years back so uh you know that's our two division losses the last two years only to them so it's kind of uh come down to us and those guys the last couple of years to decide who who goes first out of our division and so we know what uh we're up against and we really feel like there's a lot of similarities in the way we met up because all of those guys early in non-division, you know, they were just like us. We had a difficult time scheduling games here this off-season after having some success the last two years. And the, the contract was up and it was time to schedule <laughs> football games. And uh, I'm just going to be honest, you know, we had to go to Biloxi. Um, we had to do some uh, 6A schools. You know, we played George County at 6A, 5A, and uh, – you know, another Citronelle, a 5A across the state line. Somewhere Popperville Poplarville actually had to go down to, they played Mandeville, Louisiana. So I think they're very similar to us, and we took some lumps early on, and I think they did too, And and uh, but it prepared us uh, very much so for the division, I think both teams, uh, for this matchup. So it's really cool how we, we've kind of, we're at this uh, uh, course where we're about to collide here with very similar uh, starts to a season, I think
1: really interesting. It really is, Coach, and when you look at what you've built there and certainly what Coach Beach and his staff have built here in Popperville, you get labeled, and it is, it's true, a 4A program. So when you're a i uh, I'm going to use the word elite or a really good 4A program, the 5As don't want their fan base to, to say, well, we lost to a, a 4A. So the 5As that you could potentially beat, they're not going to want to schedule And so you do kind of get, as I've watched Coach Beach try to uh, schedule, you do kind of get into a a, a weird spot here scheduling-wise to get into before you get into district play.
3: Right, and that's a delicate situation because, you know, obviously the 6A schools with 1,500 kids, and we're sitting there with the 530 (laughs) students, and um, you know that it's going to make you stronger in the long run if you don't get beat up too bad with injuries and things like that. and. And to be honest with you, we faced some adversity in the first two weeks of the season by having some key starters defensively go down, and some guys that we kind of got back a couple weeks ago and finally got healthy. And uh, something we did do this year that Popperville's done the last two years that we have not—we scheduled a bye week to allow us to heal up a little bit. Because to be honest with you, um, I didn't really care for looking over our shoulder and seeing Coach Beach and those guys in the stands watching my last non-division game while they were all resting up, preparing for us for two weeks. So, so, hey, hats off to those guys. So this, this year, we said, look, man, we're going we're gonna to schedule a bye week and try to rest up and, uh, and get ready for a, <laughs> a division. And it's been good for us because we got healthy, and uh, it's been a good thing. I'm glad we did.
1: Coach, we were messing with you before we went on the air stating, you know, of course, we're the Popperville radio crew, and we were going to want to know all your secrets before Friday night. But I wouldn't like you to tell – um, our Pomperville listeners about your club um, about uh, what what we can kind of expect uh, to see from y'all Friday night. Um, I was interested to see um, the Mitchell kid at at quarterback, but just looking at at numbers i'm, I'm guessing that he must have sustained an injury earlier in the year coach because i social media you, and, and probably as an adult, this is embarrassing to say, but kids throughout our district and throughout the state with this podcast, I start following. On social media, and I kind of watched his uh, path through different camps along uh, the way. This summer, I was excited to get to see him play uh, this Friday. But kind of tell us about your club, coach.
3: Well, absolutely. You know, Jacob Mitchell's awesome leader, and he was one of those kids that I referenced earlier that he, he got injured the George County week, and uh, and it's been kind of a long journey back, and, and we're trying to uh, to try to get him back. But while uh, I guess in his absence we actually moved Drake Henderson, our starting receiver, uh, to quarterback. And he's our big six, 6'3", six, left-hander that, uh, that can throw the ball and can run the football. And so we were basically forced to adapt to our personnel instead of that kind of wide-open spread attack that you guys have seen throwing the football the last uh, couple years. The last five games, we've actually made a living uh, running the football and also running the quarterback and uh, getting him in the mix as well and then throwing – a lot of play-action passes off of that run game that we've been able to establish. So that's kind of uh, the interesting thing about what what's gotten the point we're at right now. Uh, Henderson is uh, 5-0 and as a starter. I think he's thrown seven touchdown passes with no interceptions. So he's really uh, taking care of the football for us and making good decisions when we do throw. But he also gives us an added dimension with his legs and uh, kind of – Going back to what we talked about earlier, my roots of, uh, I guess, running the football, I always, uh, you know, would lean toward a running quarterback and and just uh, defense is always going to have one more guy than you can block. So having a running quarterback has been uh, been really good for us, you know, so he brings a different dimension than we've been used to the last couple of years.
1: Coach, when you look at it, you've, you've described your offensive background, but I know an offensive coach loves a good defensive coordinator, somebody that can get it done on the other side. And when I look at y'all's district numbers, 3-0, and oh, and my numbers say that y'all have only given up one touchdown in district play, Uh, So y'all sent a guy. We're actually on the campus of Pearl River Community College. I know I was glad following Popperville that y'all sent a guy over here last year, and I thought maybe the defense would take a step back, but that certainly hasn't been the case.
3: I think a lot of people said that. You know, I think a lot of folks in our division made comments about we lost the big defensive tackle, Blake Dodgewell, number 55, last year to Jones Junior College, he's playing there now, and then Noah Mitchell, our linebacker. Um, he's playing at Pearl River like you referenced. But at the same time it's kinda interesting. We've kinda got one of those teams to where we really don't have a standout like those two. Um, but we do have key players who had a lot of experience from last year and a lot of guys who play their uh position and do their role really well. And sometimes that's almost uh it can almost be better that you don't have any uh you know, superstars on a defense to where everybody's kind of pulling in the same direction. And, uh, and, uh, and I, I would not trade those two that I just mentioned for the world. I'd love to have them back. Hmm. But, but at the same time, uh, I think you're right. We've got guys that, uh, that really play their role, do their jobs, and, uh, and, and we've created some depth early on because of the injuries. We've had some guys that played early. We weren't counting on playing but had to play because uh, a few injuries. And uh, so now that we've got back healthy, We built some depth over on the defensive side of the football, and I'm really, really pleased with that. So, uh, and at the end of the day, it comes down to effort anyway a lot of times, and I think our scheme is sound and it's really good, but our guys play really, really hard, and I'm hoping for nothing less than that uh, Friday night.
1: Yeah, and that's what we would expect to see. That's what we've seen from uh, your Green County bunch every time that we've covered them. Coach, we appreciate – Uh, your insight tonight and we appreciate stealing uh, 10 or 12 minutes on game week we we know this is precious time but we appreciate you joining the podcast tonight
3: absolutely i think thank you guys for reaching out and i've enjoyed it
1: thank you coach see you friday night bud okay talk soon
0: if you're looking to insure a new house, car, or motorcycle, give Advantage Insurance Company a call at 601-749-8790 or go by and see Shauna Oder or any one of her friendly agents and let them go to work for you. Advantage Insurance is located at 4201 Highway 11 North in
2: Picune.
1: Now we have the assistant basketball coach here with Pearl River Community College, Hayden Sowers, and Hayden, thank you, man, uh, first of all, for joining the podcast, and second of all, for kind of coordinating uh, this tonight so that we could be here and, and see some fun basketball. Let's get your uh, opinion on first impression on, uh, the I'll say, a scrimmage or whatever this which, whatever you want to title. is pretty high-level basketball uh, to me this early in the year.
4: Absolutely. You know, we, we like playing homes in that first scrimmage because the last two years it's been us versus them. For the automatic bid to huts. So you like to test yourself early. I thought the guys played with a lot of energy and early on it's gonna be sloppy. You know, you're not in, the goal is to be playing your best in March, but I thought the guys really competed, played with a lot of energy. You know, they made a run, we made a run, and we pulled off at the end. Stuff like that, the intangible stuff, you can see, you can bring that moving forward. Now, the made shots, the missed shots, we can fix all that. But guys competing with energy, talking, staying together. When You know, we only had eight guys. They might have got a little tired, so they fought through. You know, I thought Kelvin Allen played extremely well. Roderick Brown, he, he missed a couple free throws, but coming from Wichita State, he's supposed to do that. I think I was talking to his dad, told me he had 17 and 14 tonight, unofficially. I thought, Uh, Jerron Wilkins being a true freshman playing against those guys that were a lot of sophomores on that front line played extremely well But everybody that played did good things and you can you can watch the film and move forward with that Hayden when you look at um, You're talking about some of the competitive stuff too with four
1: minutes left It was a pretty tight ball game and then I know coaches look at the way you kind of close it out I thought uh, from that four minute mark on, y'all kinda did what y'all wanted to do,
4: extending the lead and then keeping a the lead. Absolutely, and we got to make our free throws. Yeah. We gotta work on that. And we, we pull away easily I would say if we just finish our free throws, make some hand ones. But like I said, I'm pleased. Now we'll me and Coach will watch the film tonight and we'll wake up tomorrow morning and watch it with the guys and kinda kinda go from there.
1: And he actually mentioned uh we just had Coach Oney on of course and he kinda mentioned y'all getting together and uh, watching film together, and what's that process uh, like for you and him to re-watch what you saw, and what are y'all really looking for, and then how do y'all kind of
4: play off of each other when y'all are breaking down film? Well, I learn way more from him than, than he learns from me. Me being a young guy, you know, he played at a high level and his coached at a high level everywhere he's been. Um, but we kind of complement each other. We'll see some things. Now, he sees most of the stuff that I see as well, but just learning from him in those film sessions, do you see this, do you see that. A lot of assistant coaches, they the head coach will watch the film by himself and then come in and say, I want you to watch this, 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 and this with the guys, but me and him sit down and we watch it on our, our 92-inch screen back there, which a little recruiting pitch. But, yeah, there you go. Uh, you know, that's a blessing for, him, for me to be in there with him and learn from him every single day as we as we move forward. And, and him overall in my life has just been a blessing. We'd be here for three days if, if we got into that. But he, it's just been a blessing. And,
1: Hayden, I mean, it's got to be a tool to use when your head coach is as personable. I mean, I've met Coach Oney a handful of times. Jeff's actually spent more time uh, with him than I have. And, I mean, it's like I've known a guy forever, so personable, so easy to – Talk to that's got to be when you get a door open in a living room and he Absolutely. walks
4: through with that personality it's got to be a win huh what a, he, i call him the the, the deal closer man. When, yeah, when he steps in there and it's time to close the deal his personality and his just the way he interacts with parents kids everybody around it's just it's just, you learn from that too i learned from that too sitting there being able to watch that and uh like I said, I can't say it enough, what, what he's meant for me and my, my personal career and my personal life as we move forward these past three years that we've been together. Hey, now I wanted to kind of pry further into your background,
1: uh, just reading you know, your bio out on the website. Um, uh, what, what role did you play on Coach Kennedy's staff and what it was to work with or alongside Coach Kennedy in his days at Ole Miss, and of course he's not there anymore. But on the SEC network, he just seems like man, like
4: he'd be a hoot to be oh around yeah. too, huh? Oh yeah, what what a what a personality. Speaking of personalities, that guy, man, he could tell some stories that would just have you locked in for <laughs> hours at a time. But but all jokes aside, man, I kind of got lucky. Um, I was I was a part of the program, just kind of being around practice that type stuff, and then going into the summer. Both the graduate assistants moved on to other jobs. So Bill Armstrong, the, the head assistant at the time, who's now at LSU, he called me in and said, Hayden, if you want to do this for a living, you got an opportunity right here. There's nobody in here this summer from a graduate assistant level. So show up every single day, start earning all the coaches' trust. And I did that for a full summer, eight to five, no pay, no nothing. I earned AK's trust through – I kind of put together the team camp that summer along with the director of operations and kind of just moved on from there. They gave me a graduate assistant spot that following August. I was there for three years and then moved on, and it was just a blessing. i got real tight with AK. I just worked his camp uh, not too long ago, Um, and and Bill Armstrong I'm real tight with as well, who's who's now at LSU. And all those connections, big or small,
1: when you're here – and you're looking for players. All that type of Absolutely. stuff helps. Huh? You can't
4: have enough relationships when you call a guy, especially with especially with how these D1 transfers are going. Because I mean, Brandon Rochelle, mm-hmm. I mean, we got word that he was leaving before the rest of the country. Yeah. And that's how you know you get in your foot in the door. And two days advantage of talking to parents, kids before it hits the internet. That 48 hours, you you've already set up a visit during that time, or, or this, that, this, that, and you're just in the door, before everybody else is. Neat stuff. Hey,
1: we appreciate speaking a foot in the door through kind of uh, Twitter and direct messaging. Us being able to uh, see this tonight and uh, being able to connect, we appreciate your time. I know we've got, uh, I believe that's maybe Coach Oney's young and mine, only two left on the court, uh, and Mr. Oates up here with the SID. So we're gonna clear out of here, but we certainly appreciate. Uh, your time on the podcast man yeah. thanks appreciate for joining and me. thank you yep. for your Absolutely. support you. on social media and uh, love what listening. you've done for the podcast as I
4: drive over Mississippi I listen to all my recruiting trips I click down and listen <laughs> to all I the interviews it. well thank you Hayden we appreciate you man thank you
1: whether you've hit a home run or a foul ball for all your real estate law and closing needs call Cruise Law at one 242 2500 That number, again, is one 242 2500 Call Bill Cruz at Cruz
4: Law.
5: Are you looking for a place for your whole family to belong? Come and join us at Goodyear Baptist Church. We're located at 2710 Highway 43 South, just past Memorial Gardens. We have great ministries for all ages. If you're looking for something refreshing in life, if you're looking for a hope that lasts forever, if you want to experience the love of Christ, come check out GBC, Sunday Morning Growth Group at 9.45 a.m. and worship at 11. Find us online at GoodyearBaptistChurch.com. Come as you are. There's a place for you. Come grow with us.
1: Coach, thanks for joining us tonight on the podcast. We appreciate uh, you letting us crash the party up here yeah, and uh, get to see some good basketball and a visit with you after. Always a treat. Absolutely. Thank you. Coach, tell us about uh, your club, man. We get the preseason rankings. Y'all check in at number
2: 11. How yeah. exciting is that? Well, it's, it's very exciting. You know, anytime you're you recognized, you know, in a positive way, you know, you know, especially number 11, I think we have only, you know, two teams in the last, in the last who, I don't know, about 12, 13 years that's been ranked, you know, this high how to start the season. You know, which I think is not only good for us, it's good for the for the region, you know, and, 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 and to show people that, you know, we got we got some teams down here that, that, that that's pretty good also.
1: Coach, when you come on the back of what y'all did last year, certainly that ranking has something to do with that. How hard is it to kind of shake off the special year that was last year? Or do you want to <laughs> shake that off? Do you want it to uh, kind of linger and uh, try to build momentum? What's your philosophy on that, well, Coach?
2: Well, i tell you, after watching us now, I wish last year was this year, you know. But, now, nah, what makes it tough, though, is when you, when you go into a new year, you know, after coming off a year like we had last night. You last year you expect it to be instantly. You know, you expect the new guys to just come in and fall right you know, right in line where the last guys was. But but you would not believe we was watching film earlier, uh last year when we scrimmaged home, the first scrimmage game of home was up there with the guys from last year and it was it was horrible. <laughs> I mean, we was throwing the ball all over the gym, we were missing shots, missing pretty much, you know, resembling to what we what we just did now so i guess that's encouraging you know uh whatever but but now it's going to take some time you know we got a bunch of new guys you know and we we pushing really hard you know but still all in all you know we had some guys out and we still scored with 80 points and missed about 20 free throws you know we missed some shots that we won't miss you know a month from now you know which you know i'm not going to tell them that but you know all in all you know i think it was it went about how it you know is expected
1: and that was a pretty good Holmes team that y'all were scrimmaging yeah, against. Yeah. And, Coach, we we talk about last year, but the year before that's special too. So, when you put two of them right. back to back, right. uh, how does that help in recruiting, getting in living rooms? And uh, I don't want to use the word convince, but right. uh, getting folks to come to Popperville that have a lot of other options.
2: Right. Well, Well. now, you know, you know, three years ago I had to go into a living room and sell a dream, you know, sell – you know what it what it was I was trying to be. You know, whereas now, before I get to the living room, they're telling me about, you know, the dream that we have lived, You know, which 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 makes it. You know, we signed a few guys, and I called and I say, hey, I'm Coach on from Pearl River, and they in- instantly knew who I was. You know, where's and past. I would hear the word who. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you know, or, or, or from where. You know, yeah. but but now you know with coming off the, the the couple of years that we've had. You know, now it, it's helped tremendously in, in recruiting, and I hope that we can kind of keep it going.
1: Coach, off of last year, and then uh, the folks that do these rankings, most of them aren't dummies. I'm not going to say that all of them aren't, uh, but that's got something to do with the talent that you've brought in. Kind of tell us a little bit about your team. I know uh, Patrick Oaks in the SID uh, department here puts out a lot of good information. So people are going to be familiar, uh, but some guys that you're excited uh, to get here in popperville and get underway with
2: well you know believe believe it or not you know you know and as the year go on you know I think a lot of people w- will see that we actually have just as many pieces this year as we did last year you know we got we got more guys that can do you know different things whereas last year I thought every game the headline was Brandon Rochelle or Eric Thorne you know whereas this year I think we got s- guys that you can't just key in on one or two guys you know you know we got guys that can jump up and make shots you know and like i said we got we had four guys tonight that, that didn't participate because you know you know they gotta live up to the standards that we set you know you know on and off the floor you know so when we get those guys back i mean three of them will start, probably start us, you know, and we still be a really good yeah. home team, you know, with, with those guys. So so it, it, it's encouraging, you know. We got we got a kid that com- has committed to St. John's, you know, and Isaiah Moore that's about 16 that can step out and shoot it and handle it, you know, rebound a little bit for us, you know, and uh, kind of protect the rim, which we didn't really have that today. We signed a really good kid out of Jackson and, and Earl Smith who, you know, he was highly, highly thought of, you know, coming – Coming out of high school, you know, and we, you know, we got some other guys that that, that can do some different things, you know. It's just a mat, it's a working process, and you know, and I tell the guys, and I'm gonna tell them when I get in the locker room, we we don't want tonight to look like the region championship game. How are we gonna look for the region championship game? You know, it's a process, it's brick by brick by brick, you know, because it's such a long season, and you don't want to peak out at the wrong right. time. You want to be playing your best basketball when it's time, when it's when to go home, you know. And I and I think, you know, we'll we'll get there because I think we got the the talent. You know, in place to kind of to, to kind of do it.
0: Once again, we're joined by head coach Chris Only for here for the men's uh, basketball team here at Pearl River Community College. And and coach, you you're talking about peeking out too early, but uh, t- talk to us about how much of a – I guess a sense of urgency, and so to speak, because you only got these kids or these young <laughs> men for a short period of
2: time—absolutely, two
0: years, maybe a
2: year—absolutely. And
0: then, so how 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 uh, important is it to get them on campus, get them ready because the the, the season's going to be here, and you know you you only got them for a short period of time. Right,
2: right, right. You know I tell football coaches they got it easy. <laughs> you know they just started the season the first nine weeks of school. You know they got it, so they got to be ready. But 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 you know with us, you know especially now with the, with the rankings, us being ranked number eleven. You know November 4th Delgado they'll gotta come in here and try to beat us so they can go back home so they beat the number eleven ranked team in the country. You know so so now you know it's a little bit more you know sensitive situation to kind of get them going in the right direction sooner you know because of those things you know because you know one bad loss you know you're dealing with 18 19 year old you know which that number 11 rankings mean the world to you know so so that you know they kind of plan for that you know also which adds you know a little little added pressure you know uh and last year you know our team was we started the year ranked number 20th in the country and those guys was mad you know they was upset you know because because they felt like we was ranked too low whereas this year we got them I mean, laughing them guys were jumping up and down you know you know so so it, it you know every year is different you know and you you know, th- talk about having the guys you know for two years you know you gotta you know that's why we try to sign impact guys you know we try to sign guys that it don't take as long to come around as it does you know some other schools you know and, and, and tonight you know like i said you know we're gonna find a lot of positives and you know we went out to tallahassee a couple of weeks ago in the first game since georgia highlands know which beat northwest florida which was ranked top three in the country all year last year and we had them down eight nine entire game and i almost had a bust of blood vessel i was so mad because we (laughs) playing so bad you know but when i got the film we played better that game than we did when we played tallahassee we beat them 20. <laughs> you know yeah. you know you know as a coach you know you always you know seeking perfection and all that kind of stuff you know but which which is what i have to do because of the goals and stuff that we're, that we're trying to reach but i think we'll get there you know like i said i keep going back you know it's nice to show up with the best players <laughs> mm-hmm. when you show up with the best players you know you can you can kind of you can kind of do things different and i think every night you know we're going to show up with the best players. we just got to show up with the right mindset
1: Coach, last year when we talked to you before, you encouraged people to come out and try to popcorn. (laughs) And then we got your 2% too. I believe it was 2% (laughs) that you talked about. When you go out to Kansas and see what that basketball is like, does it kind of change your perspective on what that 2% needs to build and be?
2: Yes, it does. You know, and, uh, you know, obviously we're kind of at a disadvantage because we can only sign three guys, you know, from out of state, you know. So that's why we – we really try hard to get the best players that's going to junior college out of Mississippi and then try to hit on all our three out of the you know. And, and the one thing that I that I remember, you know, on the ride back, you know, after, after you know, our last game is we weren't far off. <laughs> you know, we weren't far off. You know, the, the, the kid that Jones had that, that ended up going to Georgetown, you know, we almost had that kid. You know, so we wow. get that kid along with Brandon Rochelle, along with Agbo, you know. Now you know, now things a little different, you know, you know, whatever. But but, you know, so so that's the one thing when I left from out there, you know, I thought, you know, we're right there, you know, but that right there, you know, everything gotta happen, you know, like I talked about last year, the right group of kids have to be coming out of Mississippi at the same time. And we gotta get that good collection. We can't miss on any of them. And like I said, you know, we we get lucky and get two guys for kids from MC we can go out there and we can do some things, you know. But but I'm, in, I'm encouraged. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of ready to get, get back going, you know. Yeah. You know, I'm ready. You know, I wish we were 1-0 now, you know, after yeah. that game, you know. But 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 I think people still should come out. You know, we don't have Agbo. We don't have the attraction, you know. Right. The big, the, the big attraction that we had last year, right up and down the court, you know. And I still get people asking me about Agbo. And, you know, when I talked to him the other day, he's he's doing really well. They're excited about him over there in Indiana State. You know, but but once people – once we kind of get it going and, and put it all together, I think people will be just as pleased as it was last year.
1: Well, I mean, we saw y'all. It was a pretty regulated scrimmage, too, officiating crews, clocked the whole nine yards. Y'all were near 90 points, and as you mentioned, missed some shots y'all aren't going to miss. I, I mean, y'all are up near 100 points tonight with those. This was a, a fun game. I looked at Jeff at one point. I said, "This." I know he's not going to – Coach on. He's not going to agree, but that was yeah. pretty high-level stuff for yeah. this early in the year.
2: yeah. Well, it, it, it was exactly what we needed. You know, we kind of built a lead, and they came back and cut the three. So, we had to, you know, take care of the ball and, you know, make shots in a timely manner and all that. And you know what else? You take away – I think they scored 68 or something like that. Mm-hmm. You take. They probably had 25 free throws or 30 free throws, right. you know. So, you take away and you kind of look down when they scored on those five and five, you know, which, you know, what me and Coach Siles would do, you know, you, you, you begin to get – become even more encouraged you know about that you know because we'll get to the point where we're defending without filing just putting people on the free throw line and make make people you know struggle to score against especially when we get you know isaiah back the 16 kid back inside you know and all that kind of stuff and and like i said earl he's about six four also you know that kind of out there on the length so we'll we'll have some real length out there on the perimeter and inside so i think i think we'll we'll be fine
1: Coach, how neat is it too? I mean, we're we're still in your time. away. Well, you've got some Division One programs here uh, to check y'all out and waiting on you. Uh, the yeah. attention that the program has gotten, and then of course, I mean, people want to come here and do well uh, for the team. But junior college sports has kind of a fine balance. They're looking for the next step for their careers too. Yeah. Yeah. And so to see you, you've mentioned some guys that have been able to go on to the next level that you can point to as a coach and say, look, we're going to win, and then we're going to be able to place you somewhere right. at that next level. That's
2: got to help in recruiting as well. It does. It does. It, but, it, you know, it also makes it challenging because here we try to play basketball the right way. You know, right. So, it's it's hard to tell a kid, <laughs> you know, you're going to average eight points a game and still get the right. scholarship you want. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of mm-hmm. hard to convince them of that, you know. so That's we hard in back. high school yeah. basketball <laughs> now. <laughs> exactly. 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 He'll transfer <laughs> on you from there. In, in, a, in a heartbeat, well, they will. So we've been able to to kind of show them. We've had guys, you know, people really respect the program, and we've had guys to average as low as three points a game and still sign, you know, a four-year scholarship. You know, Brandon Rochelle was a second-team All-American. I think he only averaged 14, to yeah. 15. You right. know, so so the proof is kind of in the pudding. You know, so we really try to sell team basketball and in the right way. And I think people throughout the country, you know, kind of respect that and, and it's taking notice to it.
1: Coach, thank you for your time, man. We Absolutely. certainly appreciate our relationship with you and Absolutely. the success you're having here.
2: Absolutely, I appreciate it. And you guys will come back anytime, man. You know, we, I don't know if we had a popcorn for you this year, but we'll <laughs> we'll, we'll get you some up here that oh, you can munch on during the game. <laughs> thank you, Coach. All right, go Wildcats.
0: Hey folks, if you need that special sweet treat for birthdays, anniversaries, or just because, stop by and see our friends at Katie Cake and Company. They are located at 109 West Canal Street in and Let Katie Cake and Company satisfy your sweet tooth. Shh, your scale will never have to know.
1: Fortunate enough now to be joined by head coach of the Southern Miss Golden Eagles, Jay Ladner. And Coach, thanks for letting us steal some time from you tonight
5: anytime you guys are special to me so this uh, anytime y'all need me on i'm glad to be a great honor for me
1: coach when uh when thank you for that when we look at it coach getting close now um i know players don't like to admit it but nerves do coach do coaches get nervous when we approach something uh, like coming back home and uh, getting your tenure started at southern miss
5: you know uh Clay, I probably say it this way. I, I think yes, yes, absolutely. To answer that, yes. And I think the years, as I start my 29th year as a basketball coach, I uh, feel incredibly blessed. I think, but I think if I ever go into the season and not be somewhat anxious, somewhat uh, you know nervous, uh, we haven't covered this, haven't covered that, or our team's not ready, then that's probably when I probably need to go ahead and get out of it. But uh, there's a there's a general anxiousness every year, and especially after you've pra- begun to practice for a while and. Uh, uh, you, you know, you're getting ready to play somebody else, but you worry yourself sick, you know, have, have you gotten your team prepared. So, I'm just as nervous today, uh, 20, 29 years into it, as I probably was before my first game. Um, there is a little bit more added, uh, 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 I guess, pressure or significance, maybe other people, because I am at home. Uh, certainly on a little bit bigger stage uh, at Southern Miss but by the same token I, I, I'm glad it's like that and uh, I, I welcome that and like I said I feel very blessed uh, my entire career but I feel very blessed to have the opportunity to be the head coach at the University of Southern Mississippi.
1: Coach you actually kind of lead me into my next question um, going from Jones Junior College winning a national championship there taking the job at Southeastern your first division one job and now at Southern Miss, the differences uh, between the transition and uh, the approach to starting this year, or the similarities between the two. Well, uh, you know
5: there 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 are a lot of similarities, and then there's a lot of there are a lot of differences. That that's absolutely the truth. I do feel like uniquely, um, uh, I certainly haven't had the the most. Uh, Traditional path into Division One, you know, most guys when they get into Division One coaching, that's all they live for. I, I just wanted to coach basketball, so <laughs> I wanted to coach so bad I took a job at Saint Stanislaus at the time. Clay, and, and, you know, now I look back, I always I tell the story to alumni groups a lot of people. say, Coach, how did you you know get into coaching? And I'll tell them my background. My dad coached at Picky and he grew up the son of a coach. Blah blah blah, and uh and then I I, I was a pharmaceutical salesman right out of college. And, and uh, Coach Jerry Spell, was, who played at Picayune for my dad, was the athletic director at St. Stanislaus. I knew I wanted to coach. Uh, they had a coaching opening right before school. And I, and I always tell the story, I said, you know, I thought I was – I thought they recognized this rising star and coaching <laughs> and this and that. And little did I know a couple months later, nobody else wanted the job. <laughs> and and uh, uh, they had not been very successful. But anyway, uh, I do feel like that because I haven't had the trish around, I've gone from high school to junior college to what people would consider low division one now to a mid-major, uh, mid-major plus as we like to say at Southern Miss. The, uh, each one of them has uniquely uh, uh, prepared me for the next level. So, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for all my stops. Uh, Southern Miss, what it, the, the basketball part of it is not that it, – it's, it's literally it's, it's bigger, faster, stronger guys, and certainly you, you stay up on the latest trends. The biggest difference in high school and then and, 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 uh, what we've experienced in college – well, first of all, the shot clock obviously, play into the shot clock and the different strategies involved. The basketball part is very similar. Is the recruiting, the, the 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 pressure at each level? Um, you know, you know, at Southern Miss as compared to Southeastern Louisiana, I'm gonna have to say this very diplomatically. I don't want to get anybody in trouble, and not throwing shade <laughs> on anybody, but you know, there. Let me just put it this way, and it's well documented throughout the country. Would it what some people may have to feel like they have to do the pressure on these coaches to maintain the positions they have? They have to do. They feel like to win. Um, but I'll say this, if I have to do that to, to win at Southern Miss, and I don't think that we have to, and I, I'm not going to. I would rather just go back and coach right. at Piquing Middle right. School yep. or Carey or somebody. I would do that because uh, we're not going to do that. We're going we're gonna to do it the right way. We're going to follow the spirit of the rule. And obviously, Southern Miss, we don't have a lot of choice of that because of, of the situation that we right. inherited. Another situation you talked similarities. Uh, uh, it's very similar to the situation uh, at Southeastern Louisiana. When we were at Southeastern Louisiana. They were coming off probation. Uh, in fact, my first couple of years there, we were we were scholarship short. We didn't get restored till the third year there. Now at Southern Miss, this is the first year that we've got a full complement of scholarships since you know the situation that happened five years ago. So we're kind of starting new there. We've um, uh, got a really really young team and. Uh, they, they've worked, you know, coach speak, every coach, oh, they working hard and this and that, and they have. They, but I've been very pleased with their attitude. And uh, the good thing about having such a bunch of young guys is that we can form that same group. Hopefully we'll be talking again in four years and talking about the great things that they've accomplished.
1: Coach, last time we had you on, you were finishing out – finishing out your staff you had one more hire to make you've made that hire now and uh, coach Hill kind of tell our listeners uh, that were familiar with that last interview about uh, coach Hill and what he brings to the table Well, I'd
5: like to point out I think that we have a great staff our goal at at the University of Southern Mississippi uh, right here in Hattiesburg you don't have to go other places we feel like that we can build a national power right here that's our goal we're in it to win it um, and, and, you know, to use some comparisons there, if you look, if, if Butler and George Mason, Loyola, Chicago, if those teams can make the Final Four, by gosh, we got the resources to be able to do it too. And, and the thing is, if you can get to the Final Four, you can win it. And so, I don't think that's as far-fetched as everybody thinks. I think we have to change the attitude. So, I think it has to start with our attitude and our, our, our vision about what we want to get accomplished. Well, with that being said, One of the, I think, the most critical things that we have to do to begin with is put our staff together. Clarence Witherspoon, obviously. In fact, our coaches are here today. Uh, We're here today watching some outstanding uh, players on both of these clubs. Uh, Clarence Witherspoon, most decorated player in Southern Miss history, 13-year NBA guy. Uh, He brings a wealth of, 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 you know, every kid wants to go to the pros. Brings him there. Kyle Ron was with me at Southeastern Louisiana. Whatever success that we had there, he is greatly responsible for. Mississippi guy – both of those guys are Mississippi guys. And then Delonte Hill. Delonte Hill – uh, is regarded across the country and it, it became so evident to me this summer but it, across the country is one of the top recruiters in the country and people may ask well coach what is he doing in Hattiesburg well the fact is is that he, co- he worked at, at Kansas State for uh, Frank Martin one of my former assistants who's actually in attendance today here David Kiefer, who's now the head coach at southeastern Louisiana very proud of David he and David were, were really close friends because they had worked on the staff together at Kansas State and uh, so, anyway, it was very fortunate that we got the job at Southern Miss. He and I developed a friendship relationship and thanked our administration at USM for helping us have the resources to make that happen get him there. So, it's exciting, and I'll illustrate this. I was at um, several events this summer uh, with Delonte recruiting, and um, – it's amazing whether it be Roy Williams or or, or, or Mike Shousefsky. He's on a fir- I'm not, but he's on a first name basis with those guys, and it shows you the. I mean, they would go out of their way to come talk to him. Delonte, wow. man, I hear you at Southern Miss, and then they would, he would introduce them to me. They would introduce he would they would introduce themselves to me and say, "Man, Jay, congratulations on getting that job. Man, you got a great coach right here." This is my my concern is keeping a Delonte Hill because of his. Respect that he has nationally in the job that he's done recruiting, re- recruited in a bunch of first-rounders. So I think that, uh, Clay and Jeff, I think that we've got the staff in place to help us fulfill our goal. Is it going to happen overnight? Absolutely not. We've got a lot of challenges that we have, we're have we facing, uh, but but we've got the staff, I think, to get it done. Obviously, take myself. I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about our three assistants. And, and we actually have another a great support staff as well. So excited about our group
1: coach when you look at uh, your roster I know uh, Patrick McGee down at the Sun Herald kind of did a deep dive on your roster and so we'll uh, tell our listeners to go look at that uh, but not a lot of guys that uh, played a lot of minutes yes. coming back and not a, really a lot of points coming back yep. as, as a guy that's taking over a program uh, is that a blessing or a curse or a little <laughs> bit of both
5: I think you're Clay you've been around sports and you, you speak very intelligently it's a little bit of both the, the positive Part of it is, is, uh, you know, every player's got a chance to kind of make their own impression. You know, we didn't come in prejudiced toward anybody because, frankly, there's so many new faces. And, and not that we were paying a lot of attention uh, last year to Southern Miss as – you know, obviously, general scores and pulling for them because we're all Southern Miss fans, but we're busy co- coaching our own team. Uh, they they had a, a good year last year that USM did, and that but they lost virtually every bit of the production. We're we're. I tried to explain. I had a, a, a interview today uh, earlier today, and I, I told the, uh, the, the the man that was interviewing me. I said, you know, we're we're very much like a junior college team in experience. Almost all freshmen and sophomores. We've got two seniors on the team. Leonard Harper Baker's our best returner, um, and he did have some production inside the league last year. Finished up strong. Um, Bobin Jack Domney is a young man from from London, England, Uh, big, strong kid, but he hasn't ever played very much, not been, you know, very little playing time. Uh, And we have two juniors on the team um, in in, uh, Ladavius Drain. And Isaiah Jones, Isaiah Jones is a junior college kid not quite ready. A lot of times it takes a junior college kid a little bit longer and, and led to Davis drain, obviously, we're going to play a, we're, that we're counting on to do a lot of scoring. Other than that, everybody's freshman sophomore. So it's a little bit of scary thought going in with such a young team. But, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the flip side or taking the positive side of that, it's a team that's going to be together for a while now. And it, we feel like uh, that if we can put two back – two recruiting classes beginning with this coming year and the following year back-to-back back with what we'll begin to have coming back. And I think that the, my philosophy is, and, and I've seen this with the Gonzagas of the world, your mid-major programs win and can offset the one-and-done players at the Power Five with experience, with guys that have been in your system three, four, five years. And again, I mentioned Butler, Gonzaga, those teams have kind of done it. Now, Gonzaga's kind of separated themselves a little bit to the next level and the fact that now they're beginning to get a lot of first rounders and by gosh, we opened, I mean, we opened the battle of Atlantis with those cats, but um, uh, you know, so they're, they're, they're a little bit different, but when they first emerged on the scene, that's where they, that's the way we were doing it. And I think that's our model. Let's get, let's get some guys in there, coach the snot out of them develop them, uh, work them into our system. So year after year after year, great uh, really heavy emphasis on strength and conditioning that they become, uh, you know, and uh, in, in, in by the time they get to their third year and you're continuing to put better players in there behind them, that's when I think you have a chance to be successful. That's what we did at Southeastern Louisiana. I think that's going to be uh, the same recipe that we have at USM.
0: Once again, we're joined by Head Coach Jay Ladner. Uh, head coach for the men's basketball team at the University of Southern Mississippi. And, Coach, you talked about them other schools, the mid-majors, talking about Gonzaga and Butler and all that. But what about the Conference USA schools? you got your Western Kentuckys, your Louisiana Tech. Uh, I mean, there's some tough schools that's made an impact. Uh, maybe not in the NCAA tournament like they wanted, but the NIT tournament yep. stuff like that. What about the Conference USA as a whole? Well, you know, I, I don't, I don't think
5: that Conference USA quite gets the national respect that it should. Right. It is a very good league. Obviously, this is going to be my first run through it, and I'll be able to answer that question a little bit better <laughs> next year. Um, but certainly, Western Kentucky has uh, big-time Power Five talent uh, on their team. Um, uh, Old Dominion, uh, really, really good program. And from what I've been able to do film-wise and just talking to other coaches inside the league, they feel like that this year the league will be probably as strong as it's ever been from top to bottom. Um, you know, we we are probably expected a great finish last year, I think finished third in the league but with Coach Sadler's group. but. You know we're picked way down there on the bottom, and uh, to be honest with you, I'm glad about that. Uh-huh. As I was, if you could pick us below, the lower than the, than the last, I'd be fine with that because that's great, easy to motivate our team and. That will be something that we not just remember this year that we'll use to motivate throughout. Hey, y'all remember when we started, you guys were 14th out of 14. But uh, the league is really good. You mentioned Louisiana Tech. Uh, The Texas schools are going to be improved. I mean, our league's spread out all over the place. But Florida Atlantic uh, uh, is going to be a much improved team. Anyway, a lot of teams have a lot of guys coming back, I guess is my point. And, uh, and, and so, certainly, it's going to be a great challenge for us, especially such a young group, to, uh, to get better. But, uh, and that's what we want to do. We want to, we want to try to get better each and every day at practice and each and every game. But it's going to be a work in progress with a
1: young group of guys. Coach, we got one more question, and then we'll get you out of here. You, I think it was the first question you talked about uh, your stops and how they prepared you as a coach. How much do those stops along the way – help you in recruiting, too, the high school connections you've made, the junior college connections, and then, of course, the connections you've made well, over in one, Southeastern. Well, one of the
5: great things, Clay, and, and I don't – you know, I'm probably – I may be the only coach in, out of the 352 in Division One. You know, I've, I've been within about 90 miles of my home. I was born in Picayune. My family's roots are in Hancock County. Uh, we moved to Hattiesburg uh, when I, after my dad uh, left Picayune to go uh, to USM and i've i have been so fortunate to stay close to my family but also because of those different stops i we've recruited the exact same soil that i need here so all those contact bases with high school with aau teams with junior colleges uh with with relationships with other uh, the major university the four-year schools we have and that's not something i like you know for instance if i'd have taken a job and. California so to speak
0: right.
5: I, we'd had to go in there and start from scratch re and so th- throughout the my coaching uh, uh, career and again I, I can't emphasize how much the Lord has blessed me the opportunity to do this to to be able to have been in this general area the whole time like you don't have to tell me how to get to Pearl River yeah. You know, yep. Lord, my mom is from Popperville, yep. My dad, my mom, and dad graduated. From, if it wasn't for Pearl River, I wouldn't even be here. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, so you don't have to tell me where to get to those places. I know how to get to Picune. I know how to get to per, to care Pearl River Central High School. I, we name every every school in the state of Mississippi and pretty much state of Louisiana, uh, Alabama, certainly the Florida Panhandle. Uh, you know, we have relationships already with all those coaches because each and every year we've been growing our, our contact base because of the different levels of coaching. Every junior college coach in Mississippi, I'm watching two really good programs get after each other in this jamboree. Uh, and <clears throat> wish I could go into a little more detail in terms of which guys we're recruiting, but there's a couple of guys out there that we, we really like. And I think it's important, and one of the things we've been emphasizing Clay, with all the, all the junior, Mississippi Junior College coaches, well certainly I'm one of them, Kyle Rohn's a former mm-hmm. uh, coach at Jones himself, uh, is, is we, unlike maybe some of the other schools in the state, we're going to recruit those guys. And we think, hey, he may not be good enough, or maybe Mississippi State or Ole Miss may not think that those, those guys, and they're going to go off nationally, we'll be just as good. We'll, we, right. we'll be very fine recruiting these players that are playing in this league and some of them in this game right here today. Yeah. And that, and I mean that. We're going to build our program, first of all, inside out. Does that mean we're never going to go outside of our geographical imprint of USM to get players? Absolutely not. We will when we need to, but we're going to start here first.
1: Coach, we thank you for your time, and we appreciate how gracious you've been to the podcast.
5: Clay, I enjoy it. Y'all do a tremendous job, Jeff, and uh, I mean this. when uh, we, need, we need more guys like y'all that are promoting athletics. At, at, all across the board, in in y'all, and and it's good for the young people in in our uh, geographical area. So anytime y'all need me, uh, I'm more than honored to do it, and I mean that.
1: Well, thank you, Coach.
5: Y'all keep up the great work.